searched all over, couldn't find nobody. I looked high and low, still couldn't find nobody. Nobody greater, nobody greater, nobody greater than you. Search all over, search all over, couldn't find nobody. Epitome of prophecy. As a matter of fact, on the 
Mount of Transfiguration in the New Testament, we see where Peter, James, and John are there of witnesses to that transfiguration where Moses, who represents the law, and Elijah, who represents prophets, stood there and had a conversation with Jesus. And you heard from heaven where God says of, of his son, he says, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Hear him. And why did he say hear him? Because Moses was there. But Jesus, he, he trans, he, he's above Moses and the law. The, the prophet Elijah was there representing all the prophets, writing or not. But Jesus transcends all the prophets. In matter of fact, he says, my son is the law. He is the word incarnate. He is the prophet that was prophesied that he would come. So in him, we find all that we need. In him, we live and move and have our being because what? The scripture tells us that in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead in bodily form. When we saw all those I am's in the Old Testament, he said, I am the God that heals me. I am your healer. He said, I am your provider. He said, I am your strength. He said, I am your peace. All those I am's in the Old Testament are fulfilled in Jesus. He's all of that. You talk about being all that in a bag of chips? Jesus is all that in two bags of chips. He is more than you need. But we're going to look at two prophets. We're going to look at Elijah first because Elijah was the representation of all the prophets. He was the representer, but Elijah, who had an anointing on his life and on his ministry, was the prophet of judgment. And when we look at Elisha, who was the student, the pupil of Elijah, Elisha asked Elijah, give me a double portion of your spirit. And he said, if you see me when I go up into in heaven, you can have that double portion. So Elijah, who was the epitome of prophets, had an anointing on him. And he did great exploits. Matter of fact, Elijah performed seven miracles. But when you look at Elisha, who had a double portion, Elisha, who was the prophet of grace, whereas Elijah was the prophet of judgment, Elisha did 14 miracles. So he did double what Elijah did. Now, we don't talk much about Elisha, but we talk about a lot about Elijah. But I look at Elisha as that prophet that is kind of hidden. And he does miracles that are kind of not, not really talked about much. And we're going to look at one of those miracles today. So when we look at Elijah, he performed seven. Elisha performed 14. When we look at Elijah, he was feared by the people, and he was despised by the king, King Ahab and Jezebel. You know the story of them. Well, where he was hated, Elisha, he had a double portion of, of, of that spirit, of that anointing. He was loved. He was respected by kings and by commoners. And when we look at the scripture, they tell us what made the difference. It tells us in 1 Corinthians 13 and 13, he says, Now abideth faith, hope, and love, these three. But the greatest of these is what? Is love. Ephesians 4.15 talks about speaking the truth in love. And Galatians 5.22 goes farther. It talks about the fruit of the Spirit. And the first of the fruit is what? Love. So there's a, there's a difference that is made when you have the double portion of that spirit. We all need to be born again 
We need to be born of God's spirit. But we also need to be filled with God's spirit. When you're filled with God's spirit, you're going you're gonna to do what those uh, Galatians 5.22, fruit, love, joy, peace, uh, patience, uh, gentleness, kindness. All those go along with the love of God. They go along with the grace of God. They go along with the patience and fruit of the spirit. So when we look at these verses, we're going to read six, uh, chapter 6 of 2 Kings and verses 1 through 7. I'm going to be in New Living Translation, uh, which is fine if you don't have that. But it starts at, verse 1 says, One day the group of the prophets came to Elisha and told him, As you can see, this place where we meet with you is too small. Let's go down to the Jordan River where there are plenty of logs. There we can build a new place for us to meet. All right, he told him, go ahead. Please come with us, someone suggested. I will, he said. So he went with them. When they arrived at the Jordan, they began cutting down trees. But as one of them was cutting a tree, his axe head fell into the river. Oh, sir, he cried, it was a borrowed axe. Where did it fall, the man of God asked. When he showed him the place, Elisha cut a stick and threw it into the water at that spot. Then the axe head Loaded to the surface. Grab it, Elisha said. And the man reached out and grabbed it. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and hearing of his word. This is a profound and exceptional uh, set of scriptures here. This miraculous occurrence, this is a miraculous occurrence, is among the most unusual, and at first glance, you won't even notice the significance as, is, is, is as easily to overlook as how we overlook a sunrise and a sunset. We don't see what God sees because that sunrise, do you realize, I know you know this, but you never try to think about it, that sun is not moving. But you seem to see the sun moving. It's not moving. It's us moving. We're changing. We're going around in a circle and the moon goes around us. So what am I saying? I'm saying that God has things out there for his, to, to, to uh, admire of his creation, things that where he, he's our creator and our sustainer. That sun has been rising ever since he spoke it. And he said, let there be light. And it became. And he took nothing and it became a universe. And all those stars, we were at Joshua Tree a couple of weeks ago. And oh my God, I've seen stars. I've never seen a sky look like that. Those stars, it, it wasn't that they were they were brighter. They were doubly bright from what we see at night. But not only that, there were a million stars I'd never noticed. And some of the stars had points on them. It looked like they had five points on them and they had colors. I was in I was blown away. We went up there to see a media shower. Didn't see not one. But my, my sons did. They stayed a little longer. We left early. We missed it. But the sky itself was was amazing. The reason I bring it up is because when you look at Psalm 19 and verse 10, it says the heavens proclaim the glory of God. That word proclaim, it means it shouts in the universe. What is it shouting? It's shouting, look at God. Give God glory. That, that little beam of light that, that we call the twinkle, twinkle little star, because you see beep. It looks like a little beep. Little beep. That little beep started thousands of years ago and you're just now seeing it. That's how far away it is. 
this is God's creation. He put it up there so we can admire the work of God's hands. But I want to show you this this little prophet who who we don't talk much about, uh, Elisha. He is involved with what was called the school of the prophets. Elijah was like the dean of the school. But Elijah had to leave, and everybody knew it. Elisha, and so he leaves, he goes into heaven, and suddenly what, what Elisha had asked, that means I have a double portion of your spirit. He threw his mantle down when he left, and of course Eli Elisha was able to grab it, and he got a double portion. He got a, not only a double portion of his spirit, he got a double portion of the spirit of God, the love of God, the grace of God. Amen. So as, as these first four verses open up, it talks about the group of the prophets, which you can, you can call it in some translations, calls it the sons of the prophets. So it's like the prophets had children, and those children became prophets. And what were they learning in this Bible college? They were learning how to admire God, how to call on God, how to be, in, like we call ourselves, a priesthood, to, to be the mediator between God and man. They were learning to prophesy and speak forth, not just tell the future, but to speak forth the things of God. The same things that we do when we are what? Testifying. When we are telling people about who God is. But the school started to grow. And they they, they needed more space. So they, so they decided let's go build. Let's expand. It reminds you of the story of Jabez, where he said, Lord, enlarge my territory. And so the school is growing and so they say, we need more space. And so this is where the story begins. They're going to build. They're going to add on. It's not like some of us, we have these building funds that last for years and years and years. And you never see the building. You never see anything. You know? And then when you ask them, where's the funds for the building fund? They're like, after all these years, there ain't no funds. Amen. I don't know why I went, I don't, I don't know why I went there. But when we look at this, this story, so in verse 5, this is where I want to take us to verse 5. It says, but one of them was cutting a tree, and his axe head flew off and fell into the Jordan River. This is a catastrophe. Now you wonder, how is that a catastrophe? Well, you've got to understand something. These were students in a school. How many went to college and didn't have no money? These are starving students. So to lose the axe head, that, and he says the axe head was borrowed. Now, now the axe head, that means now he's in debt. He was already struggling because he's in school. Now he's in debt. And he has to pay that thing back. So that's the first thing I want you to see is there is a debt that has been incurred. And then I want you to think about this axe head. An axe head can weigh two pounds. Now, that might not sound like much to you, but you, you can take a rock that's a few ounces and you get hit in the head with it. You know it hurts. Can you imagine a two-pound anything hitting you? So this thing had weight. And so this weight was thrown into the river, and it did what weight did. It sunk. But when we think about the weight of that head, think about what God sees in us. He sees the weight of on us. And so the solution was, first of all, he did exactly what he should do. When it fell, he told the master, Master, this axe head was borrowed. I need help. I need help. What do you do? What do we do about this? And 
so the master knew what to do. One thing about the master, he didn't panic. He didn't get upset. He didn't say, what were you thinking? Why weren't you more careful? He didn't be, he just said, And so what he did, when he showed him where he fell, he goes and cuts a piece of wood, and he threw it. Now think about this. He didn't just throw it anywhere in the river. He threw the wood right where it fell in, because that's where it was needed. Where did it fall? And when we think about these verses, we can ask ourselves, where did we fall? Where did we as humans fall? The answer is simple. We fell in Adam. See, this thing is taking us in all kinds of directions. We fell in Adam. 1 Corinthians 15, 22 says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ all shall be made alive. And we're going to see how that reflects in this story because he throws the stick into the place right where it fell. And look at what happens here. This is, this is marvelous what, what's happening here. Because it's not apparent if you're just reading it. But it says that he threw it right where he lost, where the thing went into the ground. It is understood by many commentators that the stick didn't just sit on top. The stick, the, the stick sank. Most pieces of wood do not do that. They just kind of float on top. But commentators say the, the wood probably sank when the accident floated. Are you, are you following what I'm going with? There's an exchange here. A supernatural exchange is going on. The wood took on the weight and took away the weight from the, from the metal. And it floated. There's an exchange that happened on the cross of Jesus Christ. He took on our sin. The weight of sin was on Jesus on that cross. And when he took that weight on himself, it took the weight away from us and freed us. And it made us free. Just as Jesus bore our weight of sin and canceled the debt of sin on that cross, John 19, 30, is where Jesus is on that cross, and he says the most important thing. He says it is finished. Tetelestai. Paid in full. The debt is canceled. The young man said it is, it, it, it was a borrowed hand. I'm now indebted. A debt has incurred. But when the man of God got done, he threw it right where it needed to be from. And, he, and it raised up. And what did he say? The last thing he said in verse 7, he says, grab it. Grab it. When we look at these verses, and the title the Lord gave me was, to it as the quiet miracle because nobody really talks about this. They know about this, but nobody talks about it. 
They don't, neither do they talk about Elisha a whole lot. He's like the quiet prophet with double power. And this miracle is a, is a quiet miracle. But when we looked at those verses, we saw two things. We saw redemption because the debt was paid. Jesus purchased our pardon on that cross. And the second thing is in verse 7. Let me just read it one more time because you know what it says. Verse 7 says, Grab it. <clears throat> Elijah said, and the, and the man reached in and grabbed it. Why is he telling him to grab it? Because there's an opportunity here. But you have to take the opportunity. You don't have to. He could have said, grab it. He could have said, no, leave it. But isn't that just like us? The opportunity is there. Romans 6.23 says, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God. It's a gift. Eternal life is a gift, which means what? What do you do with a gift? You just take it. You grab it. Or you cannot grab it. You can decide not to. You can decide, I don't need it. I'm good. And that's what, that's what we did before we came to Christ. We said, I'm good. I got money in the bank. I got property. You know, I got friends. I got good health. figured out, you think you got control of this thing. COVID taught us that. 2020 taught us yeah, as, a whole, as a whole world experience that God is in control, not us. God has this thing in, in hand, but when it was time, he brought it back. But we're still seeing it. We're still seeing a little bit of it. God is, has to remind us sometimes, he's in control. Grab it. So, what are, so, so some of the things I want to bring out is that where did we fall? We talked about where did we fall. Jesus bore our sin. Colossians 2.14. John 19.30 said, it is finished. Colossians 2.14 says, having canceled out the certificate of debt, consisting of legal demands which were enforced against us and which were hostile to us, and this certificate he has set aside and completely removed by nailing it to the cross. We've been redeemed. That song says, I've been redeemed. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Filled with the Holy Ghost I am. We love that song. All my sins are washed away. I've been redeemed. But it also speaks of restoration where there was a debt incurred and that debt was paid and that the weight of that, that axe head representing the weight of sin was loosed and became light. It was light enough to float. And then what Jesus said, come unto me for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. That's why he said come to him. The, the burden of sin that we want to sometimes deal with ourselves study him. We study his word. Learn of me. 
creator of the universe says I'm meek. I told you, I just got to tell you about these stars up here. He made that. He is the one who is the word of God that spoke. And everything became. And he says, I'm meek, lowly in heart. And you will find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy. And my burden is like gravity. That which was lost is now found. So the question is, when did you lose your acting? When did you lose your acting? And where did it fall? A lot of us are in situations right now where we lost our acting, so to speak. What I mean by that, we lost our dreams. We lost our hopes. Aspirations. We lost our joy. We lost our peace. We lost that optimism that we used to have. We've lost it. And so you think about where did I lose it? Where, when, the, what happened? Sometimes it's the loss of a loved one. Sometimes it's a loss of a job. Sometimes it's a divorce. Where did you lose it? Go back there. Remember what? God, what Jesus told the church, he said, go back to your, your first love. Sometimes we have to go back. And if you go back, God can give you a new dream. He can restore your peace. He can restore your joy, your motivation, that drive you used to have and you lost it. That instinctive uh, uh, habit of getting up in prayer, getting up, studying the word of God, getting up, calling somebody and praying with them on the phone. That thing you used to do and you stopped doing it. Where did you lose it? Go back. Go back and, and determine where you lost it. And if you do, if you can't remember where you lost it, go to the Lord. Lord, I don't know where I lost it. I don't know when. But I know I'm not where I we talk about it all the time, relationship. I can't go far away from her. And she can't go far away from me because I won't allow <laughs> So there's four things I want you to understand here. How do you get back? How do you get that quiet miracle that you need? Quiet miracles are good. They, you compare those to the big miracles. We like the big miracles, the healing. We like those. But the quietness, how do you get back to that quiet miracle? Where redemption or restoration, whatever your miracle is that you need, how do you get back there? First of all, remember what the students say. When they said, let's go down and build, but they told the master, Please come with us. Don't go without God. Let him know, I want to do some things, and I want you there. I don't want you far away from me. Please come with me. Let him, let, let him know that you know that you need him. Take it to the master. He not only can save your lost soul, 
but he can save your dreams. He can restore your joy. He can restore the things with the scripture that the canker word has, has, has taken away from you. There's an opportunity that's there. Take advantage of the opportunity. He says, I stand at the door and knock. If any man opens the door and lets me in. So you know what? He can stand at the door and knock, and he can knock all day if you don't let him in. He's not going to force his way into your heart or your life or your situation. He stands at the door and knocks. He just wants to be there with you. Relations here. He loves you that much. Grab hold of it. Romans 6.23 again says, the gift of God. It's a gift. Take the gift. And finally, he will restore your soul. The 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd. And it says he restores you. He can restore your dreams, restore your hopes. Will you let him do that quiet miracle in you? Will you let him do it? God bless you. I am Let us stand and pray. that quiet miracle that he can do for you that no one else even wants to do for you he will do for you
biggest backdrop. Help us, Lord, to search, to remember, Lord, where it fell. Lord, so that you can raise it up. So we thank you for who you are. You're our salvation. You're our restorer. You're our healer. You're our peace. You're our high tower. You're our strength. We praise you today. Touch each one, God, that heard your word. Touch each one, Lord, that has a need today. And bless as only you can. And as we prepare to leave this place, God, we know that you said you'll never leave us nor forsake us. Bless us where we go. Be with us and go before us. Bless the, the, the box on the wall, Lord, as we give. As you have blessed us, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for using it for your glory. You alone deserve the praise. You deserve the glory. Oh, God, we love you today. Bless us, Lord. Touch us where we need to be touched. Touch those that have infirmities in their bodies. Touch those that are having relationship issues. Touch those that are having financial issues. Touch, Lord, as only you can. And Lord, when we leave this place, help us.